Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Ahoy, my boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. That's flair. <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. Not I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, Jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good Wrestling Day! To quote Eric Bischoff's WWE theme, We're bad! We're better than ever! <laughs> That's funny. I just said we're back and better than ever. It just took us three times to get this recording started. It's like the first day that we've ever recorded a podcast. I think the first day of the podcast went smoother than today. Season 4 is here, bitches. We are recording just a day removed from our Season 5 draft of the uh, wrestling draft that we are a part of. It You guys know that we've talked about last season. And, you know, the man who won last season, as you all well know, he's the co-host of us here at the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, your reigning, defending, undisputed champion of Kelly Kapowski. He's here. O-D-M. Bunch of fucking marks, I tell ya. Bunch of fucking marks. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's as best as you can put it. So, we're going to catch you guys up to speed. First of all, it was only what? four or five weeks ago that we last left you and to us I thought yeah I mean that's it's gonna be a quick little turnaround we'll be back and we have missed a lot of stuff in just a 30 plus day span and we're gonna have a lot to talk about but one thing we are talking about is yeah that draft we have to briefly talk about this uh someone started making videos they started cutting promos and you know that ODM and myself, the professor, we are very shy from cutting a promo. So we cut some promos. And now I liked mine. I was happy with mine. I thought mine was a good brogue kick to step step everybody else's game up. But again, your reigning, defending, undisputed champion of Kelly Kapowski comes in at the last minute the night before the draft and does a mic drop beating the piss out of everybody, letting them all know that they are marks because they shouldn't be, to quote you, you shouldn't be drafting your favorite action wrestling figure. You should be (laughs) drafting off of brilliance. And Oh, my God. I literally had my jaw dropped. 
you take a dig at me. That was fine, but I had to take a dig at you and my my promo. Yeah. That being said, we we had our draft and and it went quite well. Um, I was very happy with my picks walking away from everything, and I know you were too. I I feel like you were pretty happy. I would assume. There's only two to three combatants. I feel like that really on that draft day really kick some ass. However, much like our top topic promo sounds, um, later in the day, the people who weren't able to be a part of draft one because they had went to the Bills game or they were sucking on the teat of someone, whatever the case could have been, they had a second draft later in the day. And so my day's done. I am out. I'm doing laundry. Uh, actually enjoying the Cowboys and Cardinals game, which was whew, phenomenal. Um, but the dickhead, no, 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 I'm going to back up. No, <laughs> I end up seeing a bunch of alerts on my phone, both in messenger and, and on the, the page for this. And everyone's like, Hey man, you drafted Johnny Gargano. He is not on a roster. And I said, well, that's fine. But whether he is or isn't, I mean, I, I, I drafted him. Everybody said it was okay. And that was hours ago. And I know I texted you, ODM, and, and I want you to chime in on this in a minute, but here's my own thought on this. He's not working for a promotion. Wouldn't you want me to have someone that's not necessarily working because you have 20 people who are going to be able to make points or however many people, and I only have 19, right? Does that make sense? I don't get it, but I, I do want you to explain to me why I was shafted. And I was forced to pick someone else after the second set of draftees picked everybody. And now I'm left with basically fucking referees. So please tell me, <laughs> why did I get fucked over? Well, the rules, you know, unfortunately aren't very clear. Uh, there's clear saying something. If you have a member of a roster and uh, that person is released from that company, uh, you'll have the option to pull from a free agency pool, right? Um, but it doesn't say explicitly anything about not being able to draft people not on an active roster. Uh, so, and, and, and then there's obviously some other weird ones too. There's Cena, there's Booker T, you know, you got these weird ones that just, they don't necessarily fit the mold. Now you start scratching for those just because you start running out of viable talent towards the end of the draft, especially when you're drafting 22 wrestlers per team. What I'll say is this. Well, as, an example of that was people just like that. Booker T, Adam Pierce, right? I'm like, these people are being drafted and they don't do jack all. But okay, go on. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it wasn't explicitly called out in the rules. Uh, but you, I can see making a case that if you have somebody that's not on that, you know, that's on your team and then they're no longer on a roster or a promotion that you need to replace them. Uh, the, the correlation between that and actually drafting somebody in that position should have been made clear. Now, what I will say is somebody who is a commissioner of a fantasy football league and commissioner of a, a home dart league is that this happens sometimes. As, as much as you go out of the way to try to anticipate what's going to happen and what needs to be covered in the charter and the rules, uh, that you'll have everything lined up. And sometimes you don't, though, and you have to make a call on the fly. And I have to say... But honestly, I would have probably made the same call just on how the rules are applied. Now, what I haven't said to you yet is, and I kind of alluded to it in our text messages, 
I think you're better off because I don't care if he's on a roster or not. I don't want anything to do with Johnny Gargano. I think it was a shitty pick. So I think you got lucky with that one. I think you're better off with Sonya Deville personally. Well, so I, it's funny because <laughs> so I didn't know who to pick. I'm looking around and I'm like, yeah, yeah I was everybody too. is picked. Yeah. So then I started going, well, hang on. Some, and I said this to you long before I even picked my pick. I said, wait, but someone's got John Cena. He's not on a Raw or SmackDown. He's a free agent. People are like, well, he's under contract with WWE. I go, okay, but like, I'm like, all right, it, it, that's fine. I, I'm new to this. I'll admit that. I Let me say that to any of the draftees or the commissioners or anybody re- are listening right now, hey, man, I'm new. I was never, ever being upset or bitching. I was just more like, I just thought it was okay, and I really thought it was okay if it's no one that's there because, shit, that should benefit anybody, right, If I if you have more people than me. Yeah, and it's funny because I texted you on the side, and you said, "Dude, leave it blank. Then beat them all and feel better." And I was like, "Oh, that'd be amazing <laughs> if I could leave it blank." But I feel like they really want me to replace them. Right. And so I started looking, and I saw that uh, our friend, who is Flamingo Flares, had earlier in the day picked Adam Pierce because we said promos count, you know, for points, but you have to be able to finish off right. And it's funny because that it's if you get the last word in, you win. The issue I have with that is what if someone goes, okay. And at the end, I'm like, ah, does that count? And I'm like, we're going to have to really clarify that shit. But, hey, if you got the time to watch every one of those promos and you're going to grade us or give us the points, I'm fine. I'll trust you. God bless you. Um, Yeah, but so once I saw that she took Adam Pierce, I go, huh. I go, all right, I'll take Sony Deville. That's how much I don't need the Johnny Gargano, like you said. And... It, it, but why this all became a bigger deal than it needed to be is there was one guy who was in the second part of the draft who was left with dog shit because we cleaned up well. Like, we got guys who were all on weekly TV shows all the time. And, um, guys, he got Johnny Gargano and uh, Tiger got, uh, what was it, um, Brody King. Uh, Brody and I'm King. like, yeah, but Brody King is pretty much already like in place to be with Malachi Black. And we'll get to that. But I'm like, it's all but said there. And I'm like, but that shouldn't count. Are you looking for any little thing? And I'm like, I'm calling it right now. This douche nozzle is eventually, as soon as Gargano jumps or King is officially signed, he's going to drop someone and go, oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's going to be something like that. I'm just calling that right now. But this douche nozzle then starts going off and be like, "It's you. the rules are the rules, man. I hate people like that. When he goes, rules are rules. And, yeah, they're not listening. I don't give a fuck. I definitely know that they're not listening. Yeah, no, probably then not. His, then his wife, Drafty, chimes in and goes, oh, come on, man. I, and I want to be like, oh, wifey came to your defense during this uh, one. I don't, think, okay. I, don't think, I don't think that was his wife. I think that, yeah, no, they're together. I think. I could be wrong. I think you're wrong. No, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either way. <laughs> I don't know. Either way. That's my D. No. I had a, I felt good about our draft. And let's talk about that. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm not going to let that guy bother me. I, I'm having more fun than anything about that day. Because I'm actually excited about it. Because all the guys I had written on a piece of paper prior I had the entire list I had all promotions fully drafted out in the list I didn't even know that Flamingo Flair set us up that way you know she hooked us up with the uh 
with the list and everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm all set. I have my own list ready to go. But right. I had on a piece of paper certain people I wanted to get. I lost maybe like four of them. The rest I got, and I am extremely excited. So I'll run down my list, and then we'll have you run down your list. There you go. We got for AE. I'm going by promotion personally, just because I just I like to look at it that way. Because, well, I I feel like I stacked up like a motherfucker in AEW. First, I got to say this. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Points, they matter, and sometimes when you're in a tag team, they double. And I doubled down on tag teams quite a bit. And we'll, so you have Wardlow. I got Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. So Red Dragon. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, FTR. Send Hook. I got Miss DMD herself, Britt Baker. Dante Martin. Hukaru Shida. Ethan Page. Ortiz and Ricky Starks. I'm pretty happy with AEW, to be honest with you. Uh, Raw, the guy who is likely to be facing Brock Lesnar coming up soon, Bobby Fish. Or not Bobby Fish, Jesus. Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Uh, A girl who's been going for the title quite a bit, and I feel like eventually they're going to put it on her. It's got to be. She's kind of a good underdog, and everybody likes her. Liv Morgan. And let me ask you, how stupid was my pick on this one here for Raw? It was Veer. a throwaway, man. You were having fun with it. I think it was a good one. I was, but let me say why. We get uh, points for even a promo package. There's one of those every fucking week. <laughs> you might need to check. I don't know if they're going to be giving you points for that. It does. It says It says as long as it's a, a promo video package, you get a point. Hmm. Well, there you go. Read the fine print. All right, NXT. I got Braun Steiner and Tony D'Angelo, which Tony was a part of the War Games. He's pretty pushed on NXT. I'm pretty happy with that one. SmackDown, I got both Usos and Sonya Deville. And then with NXT UK, I got both of Mustache Mountain, man, Trent Seven and Tyler Tyler Bate. Tyler Tyler Bate. Da, 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 da. That's the other thing, man. A bunch of these marks, they're like, I'll take, uh, ooh, Becky Lynch. Ooh, I'll take uh, Alexa Bliss. I'm like, and when we said Tyler Bate, people go, I, I don't know that song. Oh, you bunch <laughs> of marks. Aren't a couple of you wrestlers? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. All right, man. Who do you got? Yeah, I- I'm going to take this opportunity to kind of just uh, give my analysis of some of the other teams here. Yeah, there's the people that drafted the second half. Uh, I'm not going to fault them. You-, you got scraps, so next time be there. Yeah, you know? man. I mean, it, it is what so, it is. So, uh, you know, Flamingo Flares, after uh, I had the number one overall pick, and uh, Flamingo Flares uh, had mentioned, she's like, I'm on to you. I know what you did last year. I'm like, good. But she still has a ways to go because I don't think she fully got what I'm doing. And no, I don't uh, think she fully <laughs> And, uh, and and I wait. Say, same with the commissioner. Well, we're, I'm going to get to that one in a second. Uh, and then she ended up drafting a couple people that are out on injury, like Kenny Omega. Um, and who else was it? Um, oh my God! Fucking, I'm, uh, I'm looking, Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew McIntyre, who just left. He just got written off TV so, for like a neck injury. So you know that's going to be at least a couple months. So, and then I think, I, I think uh, team. Is it Overcrew? Is that yeah? 
Yeah, he yeah. he drafts Ridge Holland or whoever it was. We're like, yeah, no, nah, he, he got his face busted last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so moving on to overcruit. Once you say it, you keep them. <laughs> yeah, uh, so overcruit. Yeah, you know, again, marks, marks. I, I'm just, I'm gonna read his his list in order. And the thing is, he hit on some. He hit some ones that I was actually looking at taking. Um, he started. His with opener my, was the very first name on my page. Really? All right. Swear. Yeah. Yep. Malachi. And he took it right away, and I couldn't get to it. Malachi Black. And then next he picked Alexa Bliss, who hasn't been on TV in ages. Now, apparently she's coming back, but how much do you think she's actually going to wrestle? And, yeah, it's great if you do promos. It's so going to be a lot of promos. You're, you're on a weekly show, so you're going to get one point per week on that wrestler. That's great. That's really going to work out well for mm-hmm. you. Then Austin Theory, and I said, I said, oh, you get extra points for being in a segment with Vince McMahon talking about an egg. You know, and then I, and then uh, I then Ivy Nile. There was a lot of great shit talking on this call. It was, it yeah. was fun. Who the fuck is Ivy Nile? That was his number four. I don't even know. Who the fuck is Ivy Nile? That's who he took. Yeah, I know. It, uh, so, but it, I think well, because one of them, I believe, when Flamingo Flares picked up one, she goes, "Have you guys seen their record?" I go, "I haven't seen them." Yeah. <laughs> And record is only part of the the, the formula, and I'm not gonna give, uh, I'm not gonna tip my hand any more than that. Uh, so yeah, I'll read my list. I'm not gonna do it by um, federation. I'm just gonna do Promotion. it in order. No, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I will say federation. Though, wow, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, right. Um, I will say I didn't draft anybody from NXT or NXT UK. So I noticed that. Yeah. It's hard to pay attention to them. The only reason I went with Braun is because no one took him, and I go, "This guy's getting pushed to the moon, man." Yeah, like, he, he, I, that's the that's the best one to take. He is, that, and that makes sense. So uh, I started with Damian Priest, had him last year, worked out well. Uh, Riddle, Ruby Soho, Tay Conti, Jungle Boy, Randy Orton. So I got RK Bro. Uh, then I took the Mysterio father son duo. Took Big E, and every single one after is from AEW. I got Ray Phoenix, Brian Pillman Jr., Eddie Kingston, Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, Powerhouse Hobbs, Griff Garrison, so I got the Varsity Blondes, uh, Colton Gunn, Nyla Rose, Max Caster, uh, 10 from the Dark Order, Lance Archer, and Jonathan Silver of the Dark Order. Johnny Hungy. All right, so we got to back up. I'm so glad you brought that up, man. I, I know we're spending more than a couple of minutes on this draft. Whatever. But fucking hysterical. We're back. We got a lot to talk uh, about. Yeah. Flamingo Flares goes, I'll take Austin Gunn. We go, nice. <laughs> I and you go, what it went with Colton? She goes, you go, should have went with Colton? She goes, huh? You go, nah, nah. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, because I'm like, if I'm not mistaken, I think Austin's not even wrestling. He's just the one that's at the ringside yes. all the time. Colton's the one that's really being pushed. And I go, oh, yeah. And I, as soon as you said that. And so then I thought, oh, man, maybe I'll take him next. And I go, but the next one for me was Dante Martin. I go, I kind of think Dante's a better push. I feel like the guns are going to get more losses. So I was like, I think that's a better option. But I was like, if he's there next. And then you goddamn took him on your next round. And I was like, oh, there it is. But that was hysterical because I heard you go, I would have taken Colton. Huh? Nothing. (laughs) I'm glad she didn't hear me. I don't think it would have mattered. No, like we said, once you say it, you say it. But um, it... Oh, man. Yeah. 
commissioner. I would actually. I think Flamingo Fire should be commissioner. All right. I think she Yo, pretty man, much is. At, I think she pretty much is. Well, yeah. The the other one had two little kids in the background helping him out. And he was still four four or five people behind every time. He's like, I'll take. Uh, ooh, Tommaso Champa taken. Yeah. God, look at the end of his. Gigi Dolan, Isla Dawn, T-Boz, Zia Brookside, Malcolm Bivens. Isn't he a manager? Joe Gacy and Harlan. Dude. Walter, who wrestles mm-hmm. once every three months. It's funny because as the first set of points came out, he goes, six points? Really? The question is, did you look at your list? Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. I digress. Look at man. I would normally say, let's do some news, but... It's been an entire month of news. There's a lot of stuff. So we're rearranging some things today. This week's news? Fuck it. It's a top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... you guys uh the end of november we had just watched uh survivor series of 96 for monday night wars we're gonna get to all that we had um full gear had just happened i believe for uh aew so things were looking good and i was like well yeah yeah i think we're gonna be fine there's not a whole lot we're gonna be missing while we're off let's just take december off jesus i mean legit i think like the first day that we took off jeff hardy is released from wwe what (laughs) and i had to start a doc legit the day after (laughs) when i should have been taking time off and i had to start getting things going so yeah man jeff hardy gets released and i'm sure you have a take on this I most certainly have a take on this, but here's what we have. Jeff Hardy is released by WWE. Uh, Well, first sent home after a live event where some footage of him like in the ring looking kind of sluggish-ish or whatever, but he takes a beating, and as soon as he tags out, just rolls out of the ring and gets in the crowd and walks out. Last time I saw someone just roll out of the ring and leave was live, when Gail Kim did it in Buffalo during a, a women's battle royal on Raw, and she's like, fuck this, I'm out of here, and she went over to TNA. Um, but this one was kind of weird, but he was offered rehab, and he did not accept it. Now, he was just on the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold, and he clearly talks about his sobriety. First, I got to say, go back to 99, 2000, 2001, Even I remember 
at like 17 years old, just how goddamn cringy he was on the mic. I was like, yo, I could be a wrestler just based off of being a conversationalist the way he talks. He was horrible. He was never really good. Now he's really good to listen to. He He's well-spoken and I'm sure time on the road doing certain kind of interviews, things like that, you get better. So that Broken Skull Sessions, if you didn't watch it, it's really great. Talks a lot about how that ladder match with Taker, where he has the yellow hair and he could have won the undisputed title on Raw in the ladder match. Oh, it was awesome to listen to that whole thing. But he's been sober since that Victory Road incident. You all know what we're talking about, the Sting incident. Um, We don't need to rehash that much. but And he's been back with WWE since the WrestleMania 33 Return with the Hardy Boys at Wrestle uh, or in 2017. Now I'm going to leave it right there for a second. You see, I have other parts of news, but let me ask you: What was your initial take on all of this? And my initial take was: I thought he had relapsed, and we really don't know what's going on. Jeff really still hasn't spoken too publicly about about it, so it certainly could be a relapse. I hope it's not. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, I think, you know, as, you know, him being a, a favorite of ours, you know, especially you, we just want him to be happy and healthy and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, after seeing the video, you know, with, with the wrestling, listen, I, I'm much more willing to say that it possibly could have just been that his body's breaking down, dude, look what he's put his body through over all these years. You know, it could just be that his body sure. that night said, I'm not working. And that maybe that's why he left. It was the leaving through the crowd thing, which was weird to me. Uh, it just it, it just seemed weird. So I'm really hoping that has nothing to do with the substances. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough. I, I guess I was just trying to reserve judgment and just hoping that he isn't in a bad place right now. Are you still there? Are you 100% still in the same realm? Or are you just telling me what you thought of after that initial thing, though? Yeah, that's basically, yeah, like now, maybe he just didn't want to work for them anymore. That was his way of getting out. I mean, that's a, that's a theory, but I don't know if there's if that holds okay, any look, water. Okay, look, I have my own, my own personal theory built off of my own opinion and facts, not off of reading other dirt sheets. Okay. So, first things first. Go back to... Shit. Carrying Cross's fucking debut on Raw. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Two minutes? Yeah. Not even. I think it was 90 seconds they gave them. And things like that. They were having him chase after the 24-7 title for a little bit, too. He looked like a dumbass running after the title like everyone else. You're wasting his talent. Now... About maybe a week goes by, everyone is saying he needs to get help, he needs to get help, and a lot of people are now going, maybe he's faking it so he can go to AEW, so he could be with Matt. Then there's speculation, a little, a little bit from the Bucks, a little bit even from Matt Hardy. And then on Matt's Twitch account, he's on there talking, and then all of a sudden, Jeff appears in the background. Dude looks clean as fuck. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't relapse and, and still look good, but I'm saying that you can tell them in someone's eyes. Mm. I've seen videos of Jeff when he's fucked up. Oh, yeah. There's Let's a, say that. I've seen enough of them. There's that, Go to YouTube and see, there's like 
There's the one the shoot, diner. The diner. It's <laughs> messed up. The diner, and then where him and Matt tase Rebby. That's another one. Jesus. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> they legitimately have a taser, and they're like, no, 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 it's good. And they're holding her like by her wrist. Jeff's trying to talk to the camera. Can't even speak fucking English. So I know. I'm not saying I know him personally, but I can tell a little bit. Mm-hmm. He looks over at the camera, takes his headphones off, and goes, oh, hey, man, I was just listening to Release Me by Wilson Phillips. First of all, was he not just released? Second of all, do your homework. Go look at the words for Release Me by Wilson Phillips. And I'm talking Wilson Phillips, the someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye. Anyway. Anyway. Just be glad it wasn't with my baby tonight. Yeah. Yet. Um, Yet. But Release Me, it's talking about trying to get your feet back on the ground in having your baby back. Not a physical, but a metaphorical baby. If you listen to the whole thing, wrestling is his baby. It's his art. It's his life form. You're taking it away from him with what you're doing in WWE. I personally think deep down, he said, I bet you if I look like I'll re- that I'm relapsing, they're just going to fucking fire me on a dime. And I, and I can get out of here. I don't have to wait out my contract, any of that shit. And they'll think it. Because they think that ill of me, even though I've been sober for a decade. I think I can get away with it. Again, this is my own personal theory again. If Matt, if back up, if Jeff was really having issues, Matt would not be even dropping the slightest of hints at all about Hardy Boys versus anybody in AEW. Jeff is being held down. He is pulling a Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle went to WWE in 2006. I am beat. I am broken. I'm addicted to pills. Whatever the fuck he said. Kurt Angle released by WWE on a dime. And guess what they weren't doing back then? They weren't doing 30-day, 90-day contracts because no one was really screwing them over at that time. Who was the competition? Right. Not even a month later, who shows up to face Samoa Joe for the TNA title? Kurt Angle. I think Jeff Hardy pulled a Kurt Angle. That's exactly what I'm dubbing it as. He is delivering on his own fate because, I mean, Kurt did it more for the schedule. I mean, he was wrestling 280, 300 days a year. And Jeff's probably doing the same, but in TNA, at his age, it's a better fit for him. It's a better fit for certain guys like Christian. Christian's having pretty good matches. Put him 280 days on the road, he's not going to be able to last. I read an article where Brian Danielson said that he found that he needs to have about, I think it was, oh man, I think it was eight matches in a month. And that's the perfect amount for his body to be able to wrestle consistently as opposed to someone like Edge, another article I read, After each match he does, he needs like two to three weeks to heal because his body isn't used to taking the amount of abrupt pain of hitting the mats like you used to. So the more time away you have, so think about it, Jeff Hardy, when you're whittling away and doing nothing, you're losing everything that you have. I think he's trying to forge his own way over to AEW. That is my personal opinion. Now I want your opinion of my opinion. 
on the opinion of Jeff Hardy. <laughs> uh, I, I it, it, it it's possible. It's possible. I I don't know if it's that simple. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of stuff backstage that we don't know about. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It could be something as simple as he had a discussion with Vince, and Vince is like, "Fuck you, you're under contract." So Jeff did that at the house show, and WWE put out a smear piece saying, "Yeah, we offered him rehab, and he said no." So we're letting him go. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe he did. I don't, I personally don't think he, that he purposely tried to make it look like he was relapsing. I don't think he did that, but I think that he may have willingly done what he did knowing that WWE would say, fine, fuck it. You're gone. See what I'm saying? Uh, is he going to show up? Well, let me say this. We're going to find out in 90 days. That's for sure. Or yeah. however many days I'm, I'm actually curious to see what happens, but even more so he starts doing acoustic shows. Yeah. I don't understand that, but okay. Have you watched him sing his song? His song? No, the no more words. Oh no. The, the no more words that he comes out right, to. Right, right, right. Uh, there's a version of him singing that song on YouTube. Look it up. It's, it's it's a wrestler singing their theme. That's that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> All right, let's move on, man. We got a lot of news. So Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly on the same night, pretty much it's one week uh, or a couple of days after NXT War Games. That following Tuesday, both of them finish up and basically get their asses handed to them one way or another, so they're written off TV. But it was also in case they could re-sign with contracts. So... I guess we'll see what happens with them. Wink. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I had the privilege of watching Final Battle 2021. Like, man, I'm a big Ring of Honor fan. I'm a very big fan of Final Battle. They always pr- produce, and I've been very excited about this. And we all talked about it. It is the end of an era. They're going on a hiatus for the, a minimum of three months. So what's going to happen? Um Immediately, uh, only about a couple of days before the pay-per-view, the world champion for Ring of Honor, which was Bandito, tested positive for COVID and had to relinquish the title. He was supposed to fade Jonathan Jonathan Grisham. So we will get to that and see what happens. Um, Here's just some highlights of things that happen. After... Uh, what is his name? I'm just losing it right now. It apparently, Oh, EC3. In a four-way match, after EC3 loses, which was actually to the Rhett Titus match. Rhett Titus became a TV champ, which everyone was extremely excited for because it was well-deserved. man who's been with the company for, I think they said, 13 years. Um, after that, EC3 goes on a rant and saying how you have to control your narrative. And... He brings out Wesley Blake and some guy who still no one has an idea what his name is. <laughs> and he says, you got to control your narrative. You have to free your narrative. And that means free the Titan. And Adam Shear, former Braun Strowman, shows up and cleans house on some of the guys that were in the ring. But then as a form of trying to, I guess, recruit these guys to be a part of the what is called the control your narrative... Um, They all had the shirts on saying, control your narrative. They're trying to recruit these guys. After they beat the living piss out of them, they all carried them back to the the locker room with them. So we don't know what's going to happen there. 
because it's seeming like if I had to take a guess, these guys are going to be actual contract workers. Kind of like what we're seeing Matt Cardona do. He was he went into Impact, he went into AEW, he's been at GCW, he's a contract worker. Oh, think of it. Huh? Imagine that. He doesn't let you do that kind of shit. EC3's whole thing is controlling your narrative. I could see these guys showing up as a group to certain promotions and starting feuds. I think that's what we're about to see. Could be MLW, could be Impact, and obviously could be AEW. I think this is a really cool uh, turn of events, I think. And it was weird, though, because, again, it's happening at end of an era for Final Battle. And I swear to God, the best line, someone screams out from the crowd, I have no idea what's going on! <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. In a fight without honor match, Shane Taylor defeated Kenny King, and it was it was a good hard hitting match. At the end, Kenny King did the whole, you know, fuck you motherfucker, do it. And he actually said it like that, like kind of like the like you put your arms down and just take the fucking hit because there's nothing you could do to beat Shane Taylor. Uh, it, it was an awesome match. The Briscoes defeated. The OGK, which is Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, the original kingdom, defeat them for the tag team titles, winning their 12th tag titles. And FTR shows up, baby. It has begun. We've said the Briscoes got to go to AEW. Them showing up. Look at if you ever wanted to see the the or FTR completely unhinged and uncensored. Watch them at final battle. You ain't shit, motherfucker. You guys ain't shit, damn boys. We're the real fucking champs, bitches. Whoa. Dax Hard was going off. Dude. And, you know, spo- or go ahead, yeah. I, I was just going to say, the the. have you watched any of the video promos the Briscoes have put out since then? So I was just going to say, spoiler alert, this is a little later in the news, but Damn. dude, so the Briscoes are responding with some awesome videos where Mark is doing it on his iPhone, right? And they make it look just as they as show him set, goes, They show him setting it up. Hey, yup, in the middle of setting it up in the barn. Yo, hey, chick. He, he calls Mark chick. I love that. Um, at first, I always thought it was trick, but it was chick. Um Yo, hey, it's rolling. Oh, it's rolling? All right, let me get my hat on. <laughs> and then it either says, Dem boys or 12X for 12 time. And yo, Tony Khan, you could bring your big ass plane and park it right here in the field, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of the best promos. I was yeah. like, I am getting legit goosebumps for them to show up. Hell yeah. FTR says, fine, show up to Holiday Bash at AEW. And FTR or, or Briscoe's didn't. I'm like, come on. When is this going to happen? I'm excited. I don't know when it's going to happen. I'm betting it's when, well, I think if I'm not mistaken, the AAA tag titles are going to be up for grabs. FTR has to defend them coming up soon. I wonder if they'll come in and maybe cost them. That's kind of my hope. But this is a dream match. And if Briscoe's sign with AEW, oh, my God, with the amount of guys that are going to be over there, and let's just say, let's just say my my – Theory is right about Hardys. You got Bucks, Hardys, Briscoes, FTR, Lucha Brothers. I mean, the list goes on. I'll even say that even Jungle Express versus those guys will all be great matches. It's, I'm excited, dude. This is one of the the hottest tag divisions I've seen in a long time, and Briscoes are 
about to run this shit, dude. I'm Let's so hope excited. so. <laughs> Let's hope so. So in the final match, Jonathan Grisham ends up facing Jay Lethal, former Ring of Honor champion. It was announced earlier, uh, like a couple days prior to the, the pay-per-view, that he would be the one uh, facing Grisham, but they never said it was for the title. And they go, we're going to announce in the pre-show what's to happen with the Ring of Honor title. I'm like, they're going to make it between Grisham and Jay Lethal. And they're like, but you got to watch. I'm like, they're going to make it between Jay Lethal and Grisham. And they said it. And I was like, yay. But they brought back the original Ring of Honor title, that silver-plated one with just the red R-O-H that Samoa Joe used to wear. And I go, oh, I'm excited. And, man, after Grisham won, I've been excited to talk about this for weeks because this happened only about maybe a week after we started taking a break. So I did not know until that night that Jonathan Grisham has the uh, fortunate luxury of being with a Impact Wrestling champion, uh, Impact Knockout champion, and uh, I'm sorry, Jordan Grace is her name? Mm. Mm -mm. Bro, (laughs) pop a walnut into a million pieces with her thighs. (laughs) Holy shit. But one of the funniest things is... I don't. You either have to get the pay per view, or you have to find it. I'm not sure if there's a spot to find it online. But after Grisham wins, a buddy of his comes in the ring. Like, and I'm saying a buddy as in another wrestler. You know, all the wrestlers are coming. Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. Best part. These guys are having a great back and forth match. It's about a thirty minute, uh, thirty minutes in. The entire Ring of Honor locker room comes out clapping, and it became. Not a lumberjack match, but a match of all the wrestlers and the production crew and everybody out there as fans and just clapping and cheering for the guys. I'm actually getting fucking goosebumps again right now thinking about it. Because it was just a sign of respect, but also it was your last night, man. So it was really cool to, to see that. So then that's why Jordan Grace was able to get in the ring so quick, and so was the other wrestling guy. The other wrestling guy jumps on him, whatever. Grisham's head is down. He's down on the ground in kind of like the uh, wrestler stamp position. You know what I mean? Like kind of his elbows and knees, but he's kind of down. And Jordan is there rubbing his back. And then the other guy comes over again to grab his face and be like, yeah, like that. And he goes, get the fuck off me, man. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, he just, he, it was a legit reaction of just give me a minute. I can't breathe. Or I just, can you stop touching me? Cause like the guy right. kept doing it. Like it was like almost taking the moment. They hadn't even handed him the championship yet. Carrie Silken had even handed over the title. This guy kept doing it. And Grisham just shoves him off. Who's supposed to be his friend. Right. And I'm like, it was not a work. It was a straight shoot of him pushing him off of him. And I was like, that was awesome. I rewound Damn. it like six times. It was funny to see, but throughout the night, you got video packages from X ring of honor wrestlers. You had, CM Punk, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, The Bucks, uh, Adam Page, and Eddie Edwards. And Jimmy Jacobs. That was a good one, too. Um, There was no Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens. No Generico or Sami Zayn. No Cedric Alexander. I keep on always saying Cedric the Alexander. (laughs) Like the entertainer. Anyway. Um, Mainly because all these guys work for WWE. 
But then Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, goes on report to say, that's not true at all. If they had contacted us, we would have done it. Kiss my ass. WWE was never going to let you put your face on there. Why would Steen deny that? Why would Kevin Owens deny that? Oh, hang on. Next part. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Owens signs a brand new deal, a very lucrative deal with WWE, and is planning to be there for a very long time. No wonder he denied that report. (laughs) Dude, they seem to give him a light schedule. He's getting paid a lot of money. He gets to take care of his family. He's made it very clear in his posts. They're kind of cryptic, but at the same time, it's pretty evident. He just wants to make that cake so his family's taken care of. I can't can't blame him for that. Can't Uh, blame him. but, But still. Look at I want to see him in AEW for dream matches and cool moments, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But he's going to drown in the system with everybody else. Sure. Right now, if they're going to give him that amount of money to stay there, even if they don't do dick with him, mm-hmm. he's making money and his ha- his family is happy. So if he's happy with it and he – like, you wouldn't sign it if you weren't happy. Just like everybody else said, said no, I don't want the contract anymore. Yep. If he's happy, all right, that's cool, man. So – um, again, I only want him over there selfishly just to see cool matches. Absolutely. Your boy, Bronson Reed, now going by the name of Jonah, ends up debuting in Impact Wrestling at their Slammiversary pay-per-view, I think it was. And as he's beating the piss out of guys in the ring relentlessly, security guards come out, and I go, I know that guy. It is the handsome devil Anthony Rivera from the best of the West wrestling roster. Uh, and he has been on impact as security for a couple of weeks now. So oh, very cool, you know, cause that's obviously how people get in, you know, like oh, absolutely. a lot of wrestlers, are the MJF, ones your security. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was really cool to see that as soon as he came out, I go, I know I saw his face cause we're also Facebook friends. So for that right there, I was like, Oh shit, dude. I, I thought it was awesome. Um, we reported like three, four weeks before we were done with our season three that Jimmy Rave had both of his legs amputated. And he ends up dying at the age of 39. Um, I never knew, actually, when we talked about his both of his legs being amputated, I didn't know that he had already earlier in the year had his arm Amputated, and these are from MRSA infections, which you actually went into depth about, which is why you became the doc. MRSA, actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not labeled. Is you don't just say the letters? It's actually it's, MRSA. It's MRSA. Yep. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So should I go? I used to have C A N C E R, or does that not count the same? Or I'm just kidding. Boom. It, it was a reverse. It was trying to work. Anyway, um, look at man. This is going to sound really shitty. But I got to be honest, man. With both legs and an arm, I'm not really sure he was about to have a very happy, productive life. I'm sure he's probably real depressed at the age of 39 being a, a wrestler who could still have gone like two years ago. He was still wrestling two years ago. Honestly, so. like how would he kill himself? Would he roll himself down the stairs? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, at, I was trying to go lightly with it, and I was like, I guess you wouldn't want to have a thing. And I'm like, yo, did he have, like, a million-dollar baby set up where, like, someone – he had a coach come in and, like, oh, give him a dose of terrible. poison? That's terrible. But you just said roll himself – wow. That was you know terrible. who else can't walk? Little Chris. Little- anyway, um, so – 
we we get reports that Sammy Guevara breaks off his engagement with his uh, fiance, who he actually proposed to. Yeah. I think like a, a commercial break or at after Dynamite yeah, or something, something like, like that. Yeah. After yeah. yeah, it was in ring. Well, they break off that engagement because there has been some rumors of him getting a little friendly with Ty Conti or that they are getting close. They deny rumors. Ty Conti actually deactivates her Twitter account for yeah. a couple of days because people are really coming at her pretty hard. And I was like, that sucks, man. Why are people going after her? And I'm like, because, I mean, it's not their business rumors. anyway. It is. That's true. And then, like, a week later, they're making out in a Christmas Day photo with each other. <laughs> yep. The funniest thing is when someone goes, uh, in the draft, they go, I'll take Ty Conti from Lingo Flares, goes, who? I go, Tay uh, Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, good for him. Good for Good him. Good for him. Did you did you Yeesh. see the tag team rampage match between the women and how bad they all bled? Oh yes, stuck pigs. Only one girl didn't bleed. Penelope Ford. Everybody else, it was Big it was like surprise. Austin Crimson Mask. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, Tayconti was busted, man. Mm-hmm. So in a in a bad way. Yeah, not, not anyway. Yeah. And another person decides to ask for their release as well. Yeah, one big ass from WWE, of course. Yeah, right. Uh, Tony Storm. Hmm. Now, there's been a, a quote that has gone around where she said she's tired of playing second fiddle and working a tight ass schedule where she doesn't get to see her family. She's missing events and everything like that for someone that they have to bow down in not only in the ring, but backstage too, as another female wrestler. We all know who we're talking about. And of course it's, uh, Nikki ASH. I mean, I could, I was so ready with the joke that I fucked up the final. Boo. God damn. It's episode one. God damn it. Boo this man. Next week I'll be less rusty. (laughs) If I have one more fuck up, I'm quitting for the rest of the day. Um, but we all know it's obviously Charlotte Flair. And I kind of like what Tony said. She goes, and I'm going to go somewhere where I can make an impact. I'm like, does that mean impact wrestling? Or was that just <laughs> saying, like, in the word of impact? Good for you. Good for you for getting out. I'm telling you, man, that's why Jeff Hardy got out. They're going to fuck you over. They're going to fuck you. They're going to fuck you. They're going to fuck you. First, they fuck you with the cell phones. Then they fuck you with every charge. I don't even know a guy in Afghanistan. I wouldn't even call. Anyway. Um, actually, what's happening right now, by the way, over the next couple of days is Wrestle King 16, or Wrestle Kingdom 16, um, January 4th, 5th, and 6th, because, you know, you could never have enough 75 hours of wrestling in a two-day, two- to three-day period. Yeah, no shit. But it's already off and running. I've only seen a, a touch of what's going on. I saw one major result. Don't give me it. Okay. Anyway, um... I want you to touch on the next subject because it is a touchy subject. It's Big Swole versus Tony Khan. And in Big Swole's corner, we have manager Leo Rush. Sort of, sort of not. Um, Yeah, we've talked about Big Swole before. Uh, I know I've specifically said I think she's shite in ring uh, and not much to care about as as a wrestler. There is no reason to care about her. 
Uh, she had the. Tooth- was she the one that faced uh, Britt Baker, Britt Baker and the do- in and that the- god awful tooth and nail oh, or Jesus. whatever? Yeah. Yep. 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 That was her. It was like a bad zombie movie there for a second. Um. Yeah. So she was. There were some conflicting reports. You know, it was her contract expired. It was a mutual agreement. Whatever. Well, it turns out that Fightful Wrestling. Uh, had posted an article saying, uh, had, with a headline that said, Big Swole explains how lack of diversity and structure led to her leaving AEW. Um, which, just on that basis alone, I don't find that to be an accurate statement. Um, there's not a lack of diversity. If you want to make a, a, you know, a point that you know, uh, uh, people of color aren't getting pushed, I suppose you could make that. Um, but it, it's not as simple. It's way too easy to just point the finger and be like, uh, you know, they're not racially diverse which I just, again, I don't find that to be uh, the case. Uh, however, uh, when Tony Your first responded, AEW tag team champion was a, a person of color, Scorpio yeah. Sky. Yeah, absolutely. You also have a person of color who's also a transgender who was a woman's champion. Um, but, I mean, you know, I guess that I was going to say, uh, 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 well, no, but I was going to say also with uh, Riho. You know what I mean? Rio like they're too. taking chances yeah. on all diversity. Is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not they're not just. Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, so unfortunately, when Tony, Tony Khan decided to respond to this and uh, apparently did it in the middle of a big Adderall trip uh, because it probably wasn't <laughs> the best. <laughs> it probably wasn't the best. I was like Tony Khan went Trump style on Twitter, but I think I kind of like yours way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, again, I think he could have phrased this a little bit better. But the other thing is, he ain't lying. Uh, so, Tony Khan responds, the top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega. Uh, and then he says, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Soul's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Yeah, no Isn't, shit. uh... Isn't Jade Corgill the one who's in the TBS finals? Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yep. Jade Just Corgill. making and, sure. And, and one of the guys from uh, The Acclaimed is gay. So, like, how is there? And he's a person of color. He's gay. Yeah. Is it? Oh, Anthony Bowens, I think right? it's Bowens, yeah. I think so. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I don't think I actually knew that until maybe right now. No, we talked about that's, it. We I, t- that's cool. We talked about it on a podcast because I had mentioned I saw a tweet and he said, and because somebody had said the acclaim looked like yes, guys, right? Yeah, who wouldn't buy uh, their girlfriend tampons if they needed them. And Bowen's replies, "I'm gay." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so Leo Rush yes. ended up uh, like uh, tweeting a few tweets. Is like nobody's going to say anything about this. Nobody. Huh. Fine. Like, like he was pissed off about it. But then, like a day later, he put out a statement saying, "You know, I talked to Tony, and I appreciate his attention." And I, this and that, and just because you can't have to, he basically towed the line like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna piss off my employer, but I'm gonna make it look like I'm siding with uh, Big Swole. She's terrible, and I think she's married to Cedric Alexander. Hmm. Maybe not Cedric Alexander. Who's uh? Oh, we should, we should start calling him Cedric the Swole. No, let's not. I don't think it's Cedric Alexander. Who's the one that left and went to Impact? Didn't somebody go to Impact that was on the 205 <laughs> roster? No, oh, that limits it. Never Jesus. mind. 
Yeah. But let uh, me count the ways. <laughs> one one thousand. So yeah, so he so Leo Rush initially seemed to be like a hundred percent on the side of Big Swole and now he seems to have taken that back a little bit. I did put one response, uh and, and you can't even call it a direct response, but obviously is it was from Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, who again, another one that is being pushed and I think sure. is gonna could potentially be a world champ within a year or two. Um, it says, I've been featured in some heavy-ass spots since being signed to AEW as well as other minorities. Now Tony Khan put has put me in spots at the right time that meant something. Punk, Christian, Cage, Brian Cage, and Hangman, and especially running in and saving Mox. Uh, this company has been there since the passing of my mother. Cody and QT play tremendous part in getting me signed. Lastly, if you have an issue with someone, pick up the phone. That is where I was going to go with the Leo Rush thing. Um, I don't think that he should have done anything because you are an employer. That's like if the company you work for, someone that quits and goes off on Facebook and says something, and then you're like, oh, my God, our company, nobody, nobody's going to do this. You're putting yourself in danger of your own job, man. Like, pick up the phone and talk to Tony first, you as the actual employee. Big Swole, if that's what you really feel like and you want to go that road on Twitter, fine. But Leo Rush, you just got signed, bro. Like, that's that's just my own personal opinion. Um, but also with Tony Khan, let me ask you, is it... <laughs> should he have listed everyone the way he did, or is it, like, I'm more like... That's the equivalent of saying, it's kind of, I have a black friend. Like that's Thank just... <laughs> you, that was my exact same thought. Is it, yeah, well, I got a black friend, his yeah. name... You know, it's Come on, it was weird. I thought the same thing. But it, it's funny you said the Adderall trip. I'm like, did anybody go by anybody? Hey, does this sound okay? Does this sound okay? I'm going to name Big Swole. I'm going to name this. I'm going to name that. Is this person good? Hey, who else is black? Who else? Come on. This is this is, this is this is too much easy because the, this is one of the times that I stay off Twitter. Typically, it doesn't bother me as much as you know other social media platforms, which is hilarious because it's the most toxic one. But... Man, right. just everybody chiming in with their two cents. Oh, it's tone deaf. And it's always white people that are saying this shit. It's tone deaf. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, like, uh, see, I don't want to go too far down a road here. But, man, it, no, it's I'm one with of those you. things. It's like, it's, uh, that, it, I want to just our own uh, again, opinions. Again, just it, that. It, it's, That's why. <laughs> it's easy. It's so easy to just say, you're not this. You're not doing that. This is wrong. Without actually taking the time to step back and look at the situation as a whole and say, you know what? That's a blanket statement. It doesn't fit. Maybe these are issues that could be improved, but I think all the good that's being done here outweighs that. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, there's no subtlety. There's no discussion. It's just, you're bad. You're good. You're stupid. You're nice. You know what I mean? It, and it's just, it's a damn I'm shame gonna to say. I'm going to call... The guy that's in our draft, I'm going to call him Big Swole Jr. It's easy for you to point and go, rules are rules. This is what you got to do. <laughs> I like that. Swole Jr. <laughs> what other news you got? Swole Jr. sounds Swole good. Swole Jr. <laughs> Swole Jr. All right. You have been dubbed, sir, Swole Jr. Uh, I put I put one in while we were recording because like, I forgot to put it over here. Um, I don't watch GCW, but somebody made a surprise appearance at GCW Die for this. Um, it yeah, and he looked a lot like The Undertaker he, for a second. He looked exactly like The Undertaker until he took out an acoustic guitar and bashed it over somebody's head. It was fucking Spending Jeff- my <laughs> days working hard on the go. <laughs> that was a, that was a good time to do it. That was a good time to do it. Yeah, I just wanted to Thank throw that you. out there. I really don't care that Jeff Jarrett is possibly going to be wrestling, especially in, in a garbage promotion, but it was worth mentioning. Hey, you know what? I see it happening because... Why not? 
people would pay to see him in a death match. Not only that, but um, I'm going to give Simon from What Culture a little bit of credit. Why? Here's I'll tell you why. why. <laughs> he is. He had said that in the next year, he made like big, bold predictions. And one he said, I go, God damn it, he's right. Jeff Jarrett throws his hat in the ring and decides to uh, open another promotion. And mm, let's just say he does. Think about all the people that are released and aren't working anywhere right now, and, and you could really make something out of it. Even all the women that were released alone, you could make a women's promotion with, with just the released women. So it's it, he said that Jeff Jarrett would do it, and I'm like, God, I kind of see it happening. He's like the Vince Russo of, of promoters. It just doesn't go away. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe but that's great because I get to hear with my baby tonight. <laughs> you would, uh, oh yeah, I was gonna buy that for you. Just rip it like twenty times on one CD and just send it to you, so you could just play through it. <laughs> oh, so I'd have two. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <clears throat> it took you a second. You're like, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it did take me a second. I'm on a bit of a delay here. Bear with me. Chicken nuggets haven't taken hold yet. So uh, WW- So WWE held uh, day one. It was uh, their first premium live event of the year. Uh, if you're not familiar with that term, it is uh, something that they beat the hell out of all night. There are no more pay-per-views at WWE. There are premium live events. Oh, my God. For real? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what they're called. Yep. No more pay-per-views. I only saw the main event because I was interested in just seeing the main event once it was announced. Yeah, on the premium live event you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> So... <laughs> We should beat the hell out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So day one, again, uh, Roman Reigns was supposed to take on Brock Lesnar, but unfortunately Roman Reigns uh, tested positive for COVID, so they had to re-scrap the programs, and they shoehorned Brock Lesnar into the four-way. Now, I'm sure you've seen the meme. I think it was shared to our group. You might have even been been the one to share it. It started off with Seth Rollins battling Big Hmm. E for the WWE title. And then somebody else shoehorned their way in. Who was then it? Kevin was it? Owens. Then Kevin Owens. Then Bobby and... Lashley. So then it was a four-way. Yep. Then Roman out with COVID. They shoehorn Brock Lesnar in, and Brock Lesnar wins the fucking title. Wait. So what was so 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 was he going to beat Roman for the title? And now what happens with the mm-hmm. world title? Are you going to go a unification or title for title? Like what's going to happen at Mania now? There's some. All right, so there's a lot of feedback from this. First, the picture of Big E sitting on the outside of the ring. That's heartbreaking. Is this this a work or is this real? Because the cameras never showed him doing it. So was he playing to the crowd or was he really that distraught? Because that would mean, if you think about it, Seth, Kevin, and Bobby were never slated to win the title because if they did, they would have. Right. Yeah. Big E was going to retain. Yep. Even furthermore, like you just said, what the fuck does that have to do with the Roman Reigns feud? Yeah. So you just killed, man, you know what that is? And I'm sure you've seen the meme. It's a picture of Kofi talking with Big E and he goes, oh, you took your title too? Yep. Bullshit. It is. If Brock, this, this company is built around two guys, Brock and Roman and the rest are pawns. Mm-hmm. You've wasted AJ Styles for over a year with almost, not that that's a bad thing, but too much time, especially as a tag team thing. 
Jesus. RK bro, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> everything else is just pure shit on your TV. And you didn't even give Biggie a credible run with the title. No. And now you're giving it to Brock. So, okay, yeah, it gives you some cool opportunities. You get Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And then we could have, you know, maybe Big E gets his shot back maybe at some point. You know, maybe the next pay-per-view is his the one push is between, done. His push uh, is done. He's going to be go. He's going to go back so to the new day. Stupid. It is. And, and so even so, it, you, there's the small rumors of The Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. And let's just say that came true. Let's just say. Let's remember, WrestleMania is a two-nighter. But you still have Roman with one title. You have Brock with another title. You want to wow me? Night one is Roman and Brock unification match. Winner goes on to face Rock. Or Rock and Roman night one and Brock and Bobby Lashley or some shit like that again. And then night two, the unification match. Wow me that way. I don't know what your plans are, because if you're not going to unify, then you just really fucked over a very loyal wrestler who has been there for a long time. He deserved that title, and they screwed him over. Oh, absolutely. For your premium live event. Jesus. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny. When I started doing these notes, I had to end up dividing things, because I was like, we're going to talk AEW for, like, pretty much more than 90% of it if we just keep bouncing back and forth. Right. Um. Here's what you missed in AEW while we were gone. First and foremost, to become a liked guy, Cody sets himself on fucking fire. Oh, Jesus. Yep. He... I have a couple myths, or, you know, theories about this thing. So, it was an Atlanta street fight against Andrade Del Rio. And in that match, Cody came out and had what looked like these weird marks on his body. Now, sometimes those guys, the guys do the suction thing or whatever uh, that we've seen, but then things were sticking to it. And I'm like, that's really weird. I'm not, I think they may have practiced the, the burn spot earlier in the day. That's kind of a, yeah. Okay. The thing is a lot of it wore off, which is why his back looked all screwed up afterwards because a lot of it wore off because he was wrestling a match. Right. And then burns himself again. It was just, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. But don't worry. Cody's not going to do anything major that will piss off our crowd anytime soon. Um, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago, or, or a couple of weeks before we left. Or no, no, it was our last episode. The night that was Punk and MJF, their near 20-minute epic promo. They show up in Long Island, which is MJF's hometown. Music hits, and out comes punk. Now, God damn it, did I not say that MJF should do that in Chicago, and then punk then turns and does it to MJF in Long Island and gets booed to shreds. Oh, yeah. But what does he do? He went heel. Good for him. Instead of... Doing what WWE well say I don't care and I'm still a good guy. Read the he script. Played to it and exactly he was a total heel on the mic. 
he did make fun of the teams in Long Island way too much, which he I did because MJF, like a week later, he even calls it out, which I'm glad that he did that. Um, did you see MJF come out? And did you so, see the video package of him driving the Ferrari? The video package was awesome. Uh, I almost texted you when I watched it. Uh, that Ferrari, that's like my favorite car. It's a Ferrari 458 Italia. That's what the, that car yeah. is. That's my favorite car. And as soon as it pulled up, I'm like, I hope that's MJF driving it. Sure as shit. And what a douchebag. He's on the high school football field wearing his varsity jacket. <laughs> and he got a fucking Had more touchdowns than anybody. Had Has more <laughs> pins. Was never pinned in wrestling. He uh, had the longest keg stand. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, <laughs> you know it. Bag more chicks than anybody. I was like, this is the best fucking promo I've ever heard. And the thing is, he, he comes he, out. He he was lit up. You could tell how excited he was, man. It was cool. Yes and no. He can keep a straight face. He's been cheered. Did you? Maybe you didn't pay attention. Go back and watch. He gets down and kneels and he's smiling. Yeah. He was mimicking Punk's original Chicago hometown comeback yeah. from Rampage in August. Mm-hmm. Okay. The even smiles I think were fake. I don't think those were real. There was a That's, couple I'm saying that I think he was just doing There were a couple brief moments where I think it kind of just hit him that he was like, "Wow, I'm home and they're actually cheering for me." Like like brief, not like You know what I mean? Fair enough. But I see but you're well, absolutely, you're absolutely was, right. Yeah. Yeah. He did have a lot of uh, cool moments in the Dynamite Ring Battle Royal. The crowd was loving it for every heel tactic that he was doing. Um, And the best part is that it comes down to him and Dante Martin they were going to face the next week. He goes to leave the ring. Who was beating down Dante? I can't remember right now. I think it was like Ricky Starks because Team Taz was pissed off that Dante Martin quit. Yeah, that sounds about right. And MJF does the, should I go back and help him? Should I not? Yeah. He runs back to the ring. The crowd goes nuts. And he starts beating down Dante <laughs> Martin. The crowd pops even more. <laughs> Dude, best play work for a heel. They did a great job. Um, and that night on the mic, name drops Punk saying, wow, you're facing a bunch of nobodies. Wow, you might as well be our new Ryback. <laughs> Which hits on so many <laughs> levels because of Punk's real feud in life with Ryback. Yep. I was like, what? So that was a good moment. They announced the Owen Hart Cup. Both men's and women's finals will be held at Double or Nothing 2022. So we'll probably have a tournament that's going to begin somewhere thereafter. Uh, or I'm sorry, there before. Before. It's rumored that uh, Josh Woods, Brody King, and Marina Shafir are signing or going to be signing with AEW. I think Shafir already did. Or no, maybe. I think she did a, no, uh, not necessarily a tryout match, but something. There was a dark match I think she was in, yeah. Okay. Um, I have in here. Will the Varsity Blondes break up soon? And why I say that is if you've been paying attention, a couple weeks back, Malachi Black spit the mist into Julia Hart's eyes. Mm -hmm. Griff Garrison goes absolutely apeshit. And on a promo, he's like, we got to get her. We got to get him. We got to get him. And Pillman's like, yo, we got to worry about Julia right now. And he's trying to be calm. And Griff's like, well, if you're not going to do it, then I'm going to do it and pushes him away. I was like, okay, weird riff, but I'll go with it. And then 
again, the same kind of they're still kind of having like these little arguments about that. But then Pillman also loses to Malachi as well. I think Pillman is going to switch. I think he is going to become a member of the House of Black and become a demonic, real Brian Pillman Jr., if that makes sense. I think he, the reason he was saying to Griff, don't do it, man, don't do it, don't worry about it, is you don't want to mess with Black. I'm just saying I have a feeling Pillman Jr. turns. Just, that's my, I'm just, we have to throw our, you know, we can't all hold on to the bloodline all the time. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. I think Pillman's got to stay a baby face just given the timing of Dark Side of the Ring and his push and what, you know, I I think you got to keep him baby face for a while. All right. Hey, Kyle O'Reilly is all elite. (laughs) Who would have told you? Maybe wink, wink, we would get back to that. Um, It was Adam Cole's gift to the Young Bucks. And boy, they were not happy with it. Less than impressed. Because... They were less than impressed. I like that. Um, but it was weird because Adam Cole stood in between both teams and kept looking at the Bucks, but then looking at Red Dragon. I mean, this is huge. Red Dragon is together. And they call them by that. They say Red Dragon. They even say Chasing the Dragon. I was all excited, man. I yeah. was like, this is, <laughs> here we go. Because I named all the tag teams we got. Now you got Red Dragon in the mix as well with all those guys. Um, but also on that same night... Your main event match. This is where I thought Briscoes would show up, especially for who was in the main event, and they didn't. But we had Sting, CM Punk, and Darby Allen all dressed up in forms of Sting and or Punk, in a way, um, to face. And they kept saying it, and I thought it was a mess up the first time and the second time, but it's they kept calling it. They defeated MJFTR, which is MJF and FTR. Sting had his normal face paint on, but was wearing a best in the world shirt. But the normal face paint was in the colors and form and fist of, and I didn't mean right. normal face paint. I meant like yeah, the, yeah. the style size of CM Punk and Punk comes out or well, first Darby comes out in pink surfer sting looking uh, face paint. And then Punk comes out in, I don't even know, maybe, uh, the Dingo Warriors. I'm not sure what face paint he was going with on that uh, one. Yeah, it looked like uh, early 90s. It you ever look like at someone and go, yeah, they shouldn't be wearing face was... paint. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely punk. Definitely punk. But it worked. You know. It did. And what's crazy, though, is also, you remember how uh, All Out, he shows up and we're like, the fuck is CM Punk doing wearing pants right now? That was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Then he went back to wrestling in shorts. Yeah. But on this night, he wore pants, and it had the Scorpion logo on it that makes in sense. honor of Sting. So I was like, hey, man, it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, you mentioned Nyla Rose earlier uh, when we were talking about Tony Khan. I'm going to give this a one-second thing. Fuck the fan that decided to bring the, fan, uh, the sign in the front row that yeah. was a clear, distasteful transphobic sign in the front row. What the fuck were you thinking was going to happen? Of course you were gone within seconds. And he Mm -hmm. was. Same night as this holiday bash. And on Christmas Day, if you didn't get all the things you wanted, at the end of the night, Cody Rhodes becomes a three-time TNT champion, defeating Sammy Guevara. Like, I 
I would rather it be as other people than Sammy, but I didn't mean Cody. That's <laughs> not it, what I meant. Is he so deluded that he really thinks that people like him? Or is he really going out of his way to build up enough heat so when he turns, he doesn't have to work that hard? Like, like what are you doing? You have X-Pac heat at this point. Like, come on. I think he's trying for the X-Pac heat. I it's think like you're right. The, Hey, I'll still. He's not pandering to. Well, no, he is pandering to the crowd. Shit, well, he is. that's something that happened while we were uh, while we were gone. This dude, and I believe it was in Long Island, throws his belt to the crowd. Crowd says, "Throw it back," and they yeah. throw his his weight belt back, we, nearly we hitting Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey, yeah, we did cover yeah. that one. Okay, that was the Chicago night then. Okay, yep. yeah, I. I, I think he's trying to be the first guy that intentionally gets X-Pac heat. Because, I mean, like, it, Cena, you're playing to your character. Roman, you're playing to your character. Here in right. AW, you can do whatever you want. He's doing it on purpose. I hope so. I hope so because <laughs> if he's not, he's he is that deluded then. It's horrible. Um, Terrible. Another person that jumps from NXT after leaving... Mercedes Martinez helps Jade Cargill defeat Thunder Rosa. We all thought we were about to get Ruby Soho versus Thunder Rosa in the finals. Nope. That dream was taken as Mercedes Martinez helps Cargill win, and Mercedes comes out. She's all elite, man. It was awesome. As soon as she took off her her mask and her hat, I was like, this is awesome. Because let's not forget, she was – was she left eye in the – which one was she in the – uh, retribution group left eye t boz oh, i uh, don't even remember she i think she squiggly she I got a, a quick exit out of that she was very fortunate yeah now also in that night and this is the final piece that we have on near smash so eddie kingston teamed with santana and ortiz i like i love you ever listen to eddie kingston on his promos he goes my monkey ortiz and then santana i love it just how he he they're all brothers from back in the day. And he, they faced Garcia in 2.0. And after the match, Garcia and 2.0 are beaten down Santana and Ortiz. And Kingston's trying to get back into the ring. And after they officially hit Ortiz with something, then you hear Fozzie's music hit. And I go, what the fuck? Why did it take so long for that? I'm like, you waited for the actual hit? Because it took a long time for the hit. Like, he was holding, holding, waiting, waiting. I'm like, oh. And then Jericho gets in Kingston's face, and Kingston goes, those are my brothers. This has nothing to do with you. I kind of want to see Kingston and Proud and Powerful be together. That would be awesome. Because if, if Santana and Ortiz be like, what took you so long to come out? You came out with your bat swinging, didn't touch one guy, but you waited for Ortiz to take the hit to the stomach. So that's my other prediction. Um, that's kind of where I'm leaving you with that one. I, I think that's going to be heading towards, which is the next thing I want to talk about, Revolution 2022. It is official. It's in Orlando, and yours truly, the professor, is going. Woohoo! Nice. I'll be front row of... The very top of the arena. So, um, I, you know, if you guys don't know, tonight, Wednesday night is Dynamite, and it's on TBS. We're no longer on TNT. We are on the Superstation. It doesn't start at 8.05. It starts at 8 o'clock. And we are going to have Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson do. 
And this time, since they went to a 30-minute or a 60-minute time limit draw while we were on vacation as well, uh, which, good match. I, I liked it. Kind of made Paige look better. I'll give you that. It made him look like a much more credible champion. I wasn't sold on him. Remember, I was a little iffy on him. Right. But it was it was good. This match is going to have judges at the ringside and the off chance that it does go 60 minutes. I go, so that one's going 60 minutes. Yeah, right. Uh, Lucha Brothers are going to take on Jurassic Express. And for the new crowned AB, uh, AB, Jesus Christ. Boo number three. I'm done. I quit. It's on you. The AEW TVS women's title. It's going to be the final. It's going to be Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. Go Ruby Soho. All right, I only quit for that moment. I I hope Ruby. Um, They haven't really announced anything for this Friday's Rampage, but this Saturday night is AEW Battle of the Belts. You and I were like, that's awesome. A pay-per-view for free on TNT. Yeah, it's called a one-hour special. It's a one-hour special. And what's funny is that NWA used to have the term Battle of the Belts back in the day, but Mm -hmm. it was a full show. It was like three hours long. You're giving us a one-hour one. You wasted the words, but I digress. The AEW women's title will be on the line as the one I drafted, Britt Baker, defends against Rico. Yeah, that's what you should be more upset about, that match. Why? Because she's most likely going to lose the title? No, because Riho's actually like in a position again to be champion. She shouldn't even be in that position. Yeah, but I think Britt's still going to win. I hope that so. That I'm okay with. But still. It- God, I hope so. We don't need a two-time women's champion right now. And everyone's favorite wrestler, the face of the wrestling world, Cody Rose defends his TNT title against former champion Sammy Guevara. No way Sammy's pulling it off. No, I don't think so. I think that that'll open the the night, and the women's title closes the night. Would make sense. And something that we love to do is each and every week, we bring something to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! All right, I've been waiting for weeks to bring up this son of a bitch. Hannibal. Hannibal, you piece of shit. All right, if you haven't heard, then you're not really paying attention in the wrestling world, but this guy, Hannibal, took a spike, a nail. I don't even know what he used. Think think of a railroad spike, something like that. Basically, that's what it was. It wasn't sharp. It was blunt. Okay, and he was hitting the ref in the head over and over, and he cut a major artery. The dude was in the hospital, and a GoFundMe had to be made because of Hannibal. Hannibal goes, you guys don't understand. It was a work. Um, bleeding to death is not actually what's called a work. It's actually called uh, actually a homicide in most cases. Um, this isn't the first time that, that he has gone off the rails. I think I may have introduced this to you a long time ago. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. But the Hannibal and Lanny Poffo. Oh, Jesus. Genius. Yeah. Do, do you remember that one? Yeah. 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 And that's where genius Lanny Poffo gets mad because Hannibal was too rough with him in the ring. And he goes, you got to get yourself off of your, uh, he kept calling him uh, being on a certain drug. I can't remember what it was. And he was like, you're not going to live to be my edge. You fucking cocksucker. Loved listening to Lanny Poffo do that. And I I think I did pretty decent on his. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, 
whatever it was. He's like, take your Ritalin and all your drugs and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and get the hell out of my face. You're not going to, he goes, you're nothing in this business. And I'm like, all right, maybe it was one bad night. But then Honky Tonk Man, who's the GM in that thing, goes, you just did it a couple of weeks ago with another guy and this guy. Nobody wants to work with you. And here we are, however many years later, and this asshole nearly kills a guy in the ring. I agree with Miz. The Miz said this guy should be banned from wrestling altogether. And he has his own little YouTube thing called Hannibal TV. If I saw this dude in public, I would spit directly in his face and gladly go to jail. What are you bringing to the table this week, ODM? <laughs> Something a little bit more lighthearted than that. But yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, fuck Hannibal. No, mine's uh, actually, it's a shout out to NWA. Hey, N- NWA, fuck the Falcons. Go Bills. Hit the music. The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 Let's go, 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 And with that win, we are playoff bound, baby. Well, thanks to the Ravens losing, but thank you very much, <laughs> NWA, to your team losing. Hey, I got to say, the messages on the side, I forgot all about that his team were the Falcons because we took so much time off. We all haven't been talking as much. I know, it's weird. And when he he sent a message over when it was 2 nothing off the safety, and I was like, easy, buddy. Um, but I laughed when he goes, it ain't over yet. And I wrote, it was over before the kickoff. <laughs> and you wrote, he ain't lying. <laughs> Hey, Lauren. <laughs> nah, it was a good game, man. It was, uh, it, you know, unfortunately, I think the Falcons now are officially out of the playoffs because of the Bills. So, sorry. But, hey, look forward to hearing from you next week, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really do. NWA is going to be back next week with his first good shit of the season. I'm excited about it. We, on the side, I know he's been talking a little bit about Briscoes and things like that. So, maybe he's going to man up, talk about them. I'm still wondering why, I think I texted you guys this, the official cards came out, I have no idea why with Wrestle Kingdom, G.O.D. is nowhere to be found. Gorillas of Destiny are not anywhere on three straight nights of Wrestle Kingdom. The only thing I could think of is visa issues with everything going on with COVID. That's if they were staying in America and they couldn't leave to go over to Japan, I'm not sure. But I also know Rocky Romero was at Wrestle Kingdom and he was just on Dynamite last week. Maybe G.O.D. and... The Briscoes show up. Could you imagine? Just imagine FTR gets jumped by Briscoes, and then God shows up just to ju- just to throw their hat into Mrs. the ring. Professor too. would have Is, to clean you up afterwards. I would be that South Park meme, <laughs> <laughs> the one that goes around of Randy by the computer. Um, it's well, what's crazy though is that. Just a couple of years ago, in the summer of 2019, I believe right before we, or maybe it was right after we started, or whatever it was, our podcast, right around that time, Briscoes and G.O.D. were having a a year-long feud for the tag titles, and they had a couple of great ladder matches and stuff. So they would be just a perfect fit to walk right into AEW. So yeah, I just want to know where G.O.D. is. Uh, but as I said, next week we are going to be back with Nightwing. We got a couple of other additions with our 
show next week that you're going to find out a little bit about. We used to be all about good wrestling and good flicks each and every week. Well, we're getting on the pattern of movies will be kind of a specialty. We'll do it every other week, but we're going to break movies down and we'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about that next week. But another thing that we said we're going to take off December 4. I don't think we're going to miss that much in Monday Night Wars, but man, December was actually a busy month in 1996. So I'm going to steal one from you. Hit the Monday music. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! We got you! What do you want from me, man? We just went 90 minutes straight on what we missed in a whole month. <laughs> it was the best intro I could give you for Monday Night Wars. <laughs> Here's the Monday music. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, the main reason that we do the Monday Night Wars is not just because there were some good times to watch there. It's also because it's 25 years to the date, and it just happened to be how we started in that order. And are we glad that we got on at the right time? Because business is about to pick up, just like you hear in our Monday Night Wars promo. It's early 97 right now, of course. Um, January 97 is what we would be talking about. And this is going to be some of the funnest times, probably, I think, in the Monday Night Wars. My favorite era is going to start to begin around April. This, this whole season, this run up until June, there's a whole bunch of shit that goes down. Shit, we're going all the way to September, I think. For our, uh, by by the way, you know, last season we went twenty. Or the first season was like twenty five, then twenty five or twenty six, and we went thirty five. We're going another thirty five this season. Thirty five weeks. We are your host, so strap in, kids, because the Monday Night Wars <laughs> are about to get fun. Hell that yeah. being said, before we start talking about what happened this week in the Monday Night Wars, ODM, you want to bring us up to date as to what happened? in December of 96 for us? Yeah, we had a couple pay-per-views and a memorable Nitro following up. One of the pay-per-views will start within your house 12. It's time. Uh, it was December 15th of 96. Uh, we'll blow through most of these results real quick. Uh, we had a uh, uh, match on free-for-all. It was Rocky Maivia versus Salvatore Sinceri, and Maivia won. Uh, There's a few dark matches, uh, but uh, we started off Flash Funk defeated Leaf Cassidy in a singles match. Owen Hart and British Bulldog defended the tag titles against Fake Razor and Fake Diesel. Uh, Marrow uh, defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley by count out. Uh, that was a singles match for the IC title. Uh, Taker defeated Executioner in the Armageddon Rules match, which is pretty much just like a last man standing match. Um, or actually, no, it's a little bit. It's like a Texas death match where you had to have them be down for 10 and then pin them. 
or no, pin them yeah. and then pin them and then they had to stay down for ten. Yes, that's what it yes. was. Okay, uh, Psycho Sid defeated Bret Hart. Uh, that was the main event. That was for the WWF Championship. Basically, what happened was Michaels was on guest commentary. Austin came down to the ring, attacked Bret. Uh, Owen and Bulldog came down to Bret's side. Kind of a little bit of foreshadowing there. Uh, match was halted uh, while everybody was escorted from the arena. Um, during the match, Hart was John with Michaels. Uh, Michaels stepped away from commentator's desk, and they ended up having a bump together, and Sid won the match off of that. So everything's getting set up. You see there's a lot of different interplay here. Uh, Sid's really the only one that doesn't really fit in, but uh, he stays in the picture for a while. So, yeah. That was in your house? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. He's still over, though. It's really weird, man. He is super over with the crowd. I don't get it. I think people were pretty much that sick of Shawn Michaels at the end there with the championship. <sighs> it, it, it could be. It could be. Well, what we're going to get That's why that. MSG popped. Yeah, right? Seriously. Um, so then we had Starcade 96. That was December 29th of 96, naturally. Um, and I, I do want to let you know, this is the absolute one and only pay-per-view that yours truly professor ever had from wcw and it was because i sold my dad on it i'm like look at it's hogan and piper and for a man that watched wrestlemania one that kind of was easy sell for him so it was he was like oh these guys are still fighting yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) isn't that interesting (laughs) but yeah this is the only one and it was a pretty decent card but i was obviously in it much like everybody else for the main event Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ultimate Dragon unifies the J-Crown and WCW Cruiserweight Championship by defeating Dean Malenko. Uh, we had our Women's Championship Tournament conclude. It was Medusa versus Akira Hokuto, uh, who you thought was Bill Bull Nakano. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. Uh, I don't think it was, was it? <laughs> no, it's not. We No, we already discovered that. We, uh, it looked like it was her. That's what it was. Yeah. It looked a heck of a lot like it her. It did. Uh, Akira Hukudo actually ends up winning uh, the, the Women's Championship. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Rey Mysterio, uh, which was pretty cool. That was a very, very good match. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, no stipulations either, right? You didn't need one. No titles, no nothing. Just put on a fucking banger of a match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated Chris Benoit in a... Uh, <laughs> In a no DQ match, this one, uh, Kevin Sullivan interfered, took one of those wooden chairs that they had and just literally disintegrated it over Benoit's head. Um, so, I miss wooden chairs. Yeah, man, this thing just, just this thing was it, it was gimmicked, obviously, but man, that thing just oh, blew it was apart. like Roadhouse, man. This thing <laughs> exploded. Exactly. <laughs> um, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, Outsiders defeated Faces of Fear. Uh, that was for the tag titles. Uh, Eddie Guerrero won the U.S. Championship Tournament, defeating Diamond Dallas Page. Um, so uh, Hall, Nash, and Six beat down Guerrero and stole the belt back. <laughs> yep. And unofficially right now, Six is the U.S. champion. Six is the U.S. champion. Because <laughs> he, he, he stole it. Because he stole it. Yep. Well, we're going to get back to that one, too, in a second here. Uh, after that, we had Lex yep. Luger versus the Giant. Um, Sting came down. Both men were down. Awesome ending. He left it. Yep. He left the baseball bat right in the middle of the ring. Basically, he went over to each one, grabbed him by the hair, pulled his head up to his mouth, and whispered something in both their ears. Left the bat in the middle. Luger's crawling over to it, and Giant just steps on it. Luger does the look up. That was the Academy Award winning uh, effort right there. They, it, it was perfect, and the commentary to it was awesome. 
Shivani goes, Luger gets to it first. And then Bobby Heenan goes, as Giant steps on it, he goes, Giant gets to a second, which makes him first. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny how he said, he goes, which makes him first. Um, and Luger gets to use the baseball bat and pulls off the win. And it's the first major loss to the NWO. Yep. They they have celebrated this like he just went into the World Series. The co- the commentators did a great job selling this whole part. Loved it. Like he beat Yokozuna, but not for the title. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they should have just had some balloons fall, have the Steiner brothers come out, hold them up in the air, and they could have just recreated that shit again. Oh, my God. You're right. That was t- that poor dude has had some really bad like <laughs> moments where like they were overly celebrating, and in his head was he like, "This doesn't feel right." I feel like, mm. yeah. well, all right, main event match. Main event. This is what we're here. The first note I wrote two things first and foremost because it's really it sums it up. Big fight feel, and this is wrestling. The first two yeah. minutes of Hogan powdering, whispering to DiBiase. The crowd chanting, Piper, the place exploding every time Piper hit it, connected with a right. Dude, it was just amazing. No uh, one sat. Everyone was on their yeah. feet because this is billed as, which you may recall before we left when they, they had their contract signing with World War Three, was I am the only man that you have never pinned. That's what Piper is saying to Hogan. So it's a big deal, especially as he is your world champion. Problem is, title's not on the line. Never understood that. I, I mean, I guess it kind of goes to the whole you got Eric Bischoff in your corner thing, but still it was it was a little disheartening, but probably because of the outcome, which is fair enough. They could have played off of it a little bit more. They could have played off of Hogan being scared or knowing Piper well enough that he can't trust him to put the title up because he knows right. that Piper could potentially pull it off. Yeah, uh, at one point, you know, Ali said uh, Hogan's powdering a lot. At one point, you know, Randy Anderson's trying to get in Piper's way to, you know, keep him away from him. And Piper just picks up Randy Anderson and puts him on top of the turnbuckle. Like, don't worry, he'll be fine. Um, Pats his head and walks away. (laughs) Pats his head like a little kid. Like, you just sit over here while the big boys argue. And Randy Anderson was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. At one point, uh, so Hogan tries to powder to the back. Piper drags him back, gets the belt from his kilt, starts whipping Hogan. Um, But, you know, uh, DiBiase interferes, allowing Hogan to gain control again. Hogan's obviously working the hip. They do mention that uh, Piper had the same surgery Bo Jackson had, uh, which took him out of football. Um, They do an abdominal stretch spot, you know, further working the hip. It's nice. Again, this is wrestling. It's you're working that body part, and there's a reason you're working it because he had a fucking major surgery on it. And the uh, commentators are doing their job selling it too the right way. Absolutely, uh, you're right. It was an all over, all around uh, big fight feel the whole thing. Hogan misses the leg drop. Piper rallies. Uh, Giant ends up coming to the ring trying to help out Hogan. Uh, this is where things get really screwy. So Giant gets mm-hmm. uh, Piper in the choke slam position, like he's ready to put him up. But right at that moment, a fan decides he wants to interfere and. One of the best parts of the match was Randy Anderson kicking the shit out of this fan. Because Hogan, you you can tell Hogan's not 
a badass. He's not a legitimate fighter or anything because the fan came in and Hogan knew he threw a boot or two, but Randy Anderson was going to work on this kid. Randy Anderson ran at him doing the uh, Randy Orton punt, but actually delivered in real. Yep. Like he went running at him and gave him a full kick to the face and then just kept hitting him. It was awesome. And he's got a history of doing it. Randy that Anderson's too. like 5'2. Yeah, and he's got a history of doing it. He, it's not the first time he's done it. Oh, that. yeah. Uh, but it, but We're going to see a lot more as Nitro and Raw goes on, <laughs> but, or Nitro for sure with him. Yep. Uh, it, it, so it made it a little bit awkward because uh, Giant just kind of held Piper off for a is, second. They were kind of distracted. So, But Piper is in the air, and Giant <clears throat> has his hand under Piper's like back or like, on his ass, holding him in the air. Um, and holding him, trying to, you know, to do this choke slam, but he can't poke giant in the eyes until he knows that Hogan has his full attention so that all this and, and the referee and all the shit could happen. But yeah, like you said, they're fully distracted. Yeah. He held Piper up for about a good solid 15 seconds. I would say yeah. if you had to count in real time, like 10, like a 10, Maybe 15 10. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Piper. Longer than it, than you want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely lasted longer. But I think it worked because, you know, I think we were all watching the fan anyway, so you're not really noticing it as much. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, but he ends up biting Giant's nose, gets out of the choke slam, puts That's Hogan. That's what it was. Puts Hogan in the sleeper, and Hogan goes to sleep. Massive fucking pop. Massive. I, I'm amazed. Lost clean. A, yeah, clean win, middle of the ring. I don't understand why this pop doesn't get talked about as much as it does it's wcw you know what else doesn't get talked about for a pop when ddp showed up on raw as the undertaker stalker i think i've mentioned that before it's one of the loudest pops i've ever heard they don't mention it they only want to want you to know what they want you to know yeah that's true um you're right that that win even anderson played it off i don't know if they even told anderson by the way he's gonna drop his arm on three for the for the sleeper because even he went oh shit and went and pointed to the the ring yeah or to yeah the, uh, that's true yeah for the his, metal ring. he had a good, look on yeah. his face like he yeah it was awesome so kudos to everybody all around man it was a great match and fireworks go off his kid comes in the ring he gets to celebrate it's awesome star k goes off the air and but we do get a little look from the giant, and he kind of has a little smirk on his face as he's walking away. And Starcade goes off the air. Now, I'm just going to quickly say what happened the next night. Now, the next night, we find out that, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the very next night, it's announced that at the next pay-per-view, which is now going to be the NWO sold-out pay-per-view... Six is going to be, quote-unquote, defending the U.S. title against Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match. So that's uh, to be coming up. But the most important part, Piper comes out in the last segment of Nitro, and he goes, last night, uh, that was my last match. (laughs) I'm too old for this. Crowd immediately went from a hard cheer to like, what the fuck? Are you serious, man? Like, everybody got, like, sad. And he starts talking about, you know, how, how he, how happy he is to have done what he did. And then I believe his kid was there with him during this whole thing. And 
the NWO comes out and so does Hogan. And Hogan's like, I just want to talk. And he, he gets his kid out of the ring. And his kid says, go get him, Dad. Leaves the ring. And they go through all this rigmarole. And they basically they start to beat down Piper. No. Yes. Yeah. They start to beat down Piper. And he, this is what you talked about to me uh, prior, but this is the infamous Piper speaking gibberish scene. Um, after he's being carted off, he's just yelling all sorts of random. <laughs> it kind of made sense. Um, so now NWO is watching him leave, and it seems like. Night would be over. Hogan turns his attention to the giant and tells him, you know, three strikes. You've dropped the ball so many times. Last night was one. Tonight was another. Um, had all, all these, you know, things and slaps giant across the face. Giant grabs Hogan by the throat. And it's it was like that whole, I'll throw this motherfucker off the building. <laughs> Everybody get back. And... NWO got scared and cleared the ring. There's like a hundred of them at this point now. Marcus Bagwell is officially joined, by the way, while we were gone. Oh, there's a few more. Um, we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, but they all leave the ring, and he goes, I want my title shot, because it goes back to the World War Three. He was the winner. Yep. And Hogan goes, I didn't know it meant that much to you, man. I'm so sorry. And I'm not even exaggerating. This is exactly how he sounded. And he's coughing. He's like, you're the better man. He goes, no problem. We'll, we'll do the fight. Rolls out of the ring, still talking lightly. Then just looks up and goes, get him. And the entire NWO goes in and beats the living shit out of uh, Big Show. All right, Big Show. Uh, the Giant. And spray paint colors of NWO on him. And he is now officially... Kicked out of the NWO. Awesome segment. I love that. And then it goes off the air. They show you Piper in the back of an ambulance leaving. One of my favorite segments ever. So, yeah, awesome moment. And on to what we are here for. This week's Raw Nitro, January 6th, 1997. First Raw Nitro of the year. What's that? It's today. That just worked out so nicely. No, it's it, it it's tomorrow. Oh, that is, is no, yeah, 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 oh. Sorry, man. I'm always off when we throw kayfabe uh, recording. Whatever, kayfabe, man. pal. God, here we go. That was. Is it, we used to have hat tricks for booze. Now I need to have quattro booze. Yeah, quattro, quattro. <laughs> All right, we'll start with raw. Uh, it opens up with a Vader promo on Brett. Uh, they got, they're going to be fighting in the main event tonight. We got a recap of Shotgun Saturday night. Uh, we had Ahmed vs. Crush, who's now in the Nation of Domination, uh, and Marlena and Marlena flashed her titties. Uh, we'll get back to that later. Uh, oh, I did. Many times. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so we open up Owen Hart uh, versus Mankind. Uh, this match was weird because there was lots of weapons being used, and Mike Kyoto didn't call a DQ once. He could have multiple but times. But they also didn't say it was a no-DQ match. Exactly. So, so just weird. <laughs> it's WWE booking. You can do whatever. Uh, they ran that creepy Freddy Blassie ad again. That one's, I hope they stop playing that. Uh, Mankind wins with a pile driver. thought that was cool. 
That that is a that is one of his moves. Uh, we got HBK backstage with Jose and Pete Lothario. That's Jose's son. Uh, basically, just cuts the promo on Sid and says he's going to be on commentary later for Brett versus Vader. Uh, going back to Shotgun Saturday Night Recap, they do show Ahmed Johnson giving uh, the Pearl City Plunge to, I think it was Ahmed on top of a car. That was pretty cool. Uh, Ahmed obviously feuding with them now. Uh, he's in a big program with Farouk. Um, we also got the Flying Nuns, a.k.a. the mm-hmm, Sisters mm-hmm. of Love, being managed by Brother Love. Uh... If I'm not mistaken, I think it's God, I think it's headbangers. Yeah, that would actually make sense. Uh, and then titties again. Um fake diesel. Love those. <laughs> fake diesel and razor <laughs> take on Doug Curtis and Philip Lafon. Nice to see uh Curtis and Lafon. It almost seems like they're just not used to being on this big a TV because they are very good. Uh, they're just a little choppy at times, so I don't know if they're moving too fast or what's going on. Uh, but they're definitely very good together. Uh, we got Honky Tonk Man on comedy because they're probably used to real wrestling, fast-paced wrestling, and they have to do to the slow, uh, shitty WWE style that you have to pander to one side of the audience because that's where the camera is, as opposed to just putting on a show and letting the production do their work. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Honky Tonk Man's on commentary. He's looking for a protege. Oh, God, I cringed when I saw that. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, So we get a Royal Rumble promo. Uh, That's obviously going to be coming up very shortly. That's going to be a fun one. We're going to have to get that, watch that the week before after we record just to get it out of the way. Uh, but Cur- <laughs> Curtis and LaFon end up winning. Uh, we get a recap of uh, a match with between Goldust and Lawler. Uh, I think it was on uh, Raw last week. Maybe it was on Superstars. Uh, but but this was another weird one, man. Triple H comes out during the match, picks up Marlena, puts her over his shoulder, and starts running to the back. Mero comes out to stop him. So he just tosses her to Mero, who catches her. He turns around, Goldust is charging him. He sidesteps, Goldust runs into Marrow and Marlena, knocking them both over. Okay. You don't know what this leads to, do you? No. I'll let it be. Yeah, it's not ringing a bell at the moment. Uh, So uh, we got a backstage promo. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. Sorry. It's a good jam. Goldie. Uh, so get a backstage promo with Brett. Uh, it's, it's on HBK Invader. Uh, but right in the middle of it, Sid's music hits and Brett walks off. Uh, and then we get a, another Royal Rumble spot. This is one with the two fans that go there like a month early. Stupid. Yep. Hate it. Uh, we, <laughs> we get Sid in the ring with JR. Uh, JR makes a point to bring up that the Royal Rumble will be in San Antonio, which is HBK's hometown. Asking Sid if it's going to affect him. Basically says no. Um, Sid's music was playing the entire time he was cutting the promo. They used to do that sometimes with promos, and I hated it. Yeah, it was annoying. It, it, I don't know why. Yeah. And then Sid says, you either you have to punch or be punched. You have to kick or be kickened. Most likely, that's the answer right there as to why they had the music playing, because, <laughs> you know, maybe you don't hear the fuck-ups as much. I think uh, I just answered my own question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then right in the middle of it, HBK comes down to commentary and starts stripping on the commentary desk. Uh, okay. 
main event. So Brent. we had titties on shotgun Saturday night, and, and we had titties yeah, on the desk at Raw. So one form or another. <laughs> uh, main event. Brent it's a full-on, man. Yeah, that's a fully. <laughs> uh, Brett versus Vader. Cornette's not with Vader. He was tombstoned by Undertaker on Superstars. Uh, Stone Cold watching from the back. Best part is Brett goes for his Russian leg sweep, and right before he does it, HBK on commentary goes, yeah, he's going to hit the Russian leg sweep. Yep, it's always the same. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell he's in full-on I-don't-give-a-fuck mode. You can tell. (laughs) He just blew him up. He's like, yeah, it's the same every time. We're going to say AKA maybe pre-pilled up HPK. I think he's kind of getting in that era where the reason he doesn't give a fuck is there are some things that he's taking that are making his balance a little less uh, fully chemically imbalanced yeah or fully balanced balanced yeah. boo five wow one more and i quit the show one forever <laughs> <laughs> austin ends up uh, sid comes out at one point drags the cameraman to the back austin jumps brett hits the stunner vader hits the vader bomb for the win um uh, sean michaels is still on commentary and uh up on the jumbotron they show sid's backstage and he power bombs Pete Lothario onto a table. HBK runs to the back calling for help, and that's how we go off the air. Because that's going to make me come back next week. I'm so worried about Pete Lothario. Yeah, seriously. It was a nice-looking spot. The table didn't break, so I'm sure that didn't feel very good. And it just didn't even bounce much. He just kind of, like, slammed flat and rolled off. You know what? Sean probably replaced the table. He's like, you know what? I got to be honest. I don't want anybody else getting more screen time than I do, so uh, I'm going to take the gimmick table away. And I'm gonna let this motherfucker get hurt. <laughs> Fuck you, Pete. Fuck you, Pete. <laughs> All right. So we'll go on to Nitro. We Nitro. Open, yep. Nitro. Open up with Glacier versus Bobby Eaton. Guess who wins? <laughs> Glacier. Uh, we get a recap of uh, Big Bubba defecting from the Dungeon of Doom. He's now joined the NWO. Oh, VK Wall Street is now also with the NWO. Uh, so basically, Bubba's in a feud with Conan now. Uh, which is plays into the next match, which is a Mexican strap match, not to be confused with a Caribbean strap match. I guess it's all based on where that person is from. Well, uh, did they have to touch four corners? Uh, they did. They did indeed, yes. Uh, and did they Con- do them diagonally or in order? They did them in order. Conan wins. So then it's definitely not any different. <laughs> <laughs> it's not any different. Conan wins after he hit three turnbuckles. Bubba pulls him in and clocks him, and Conan stumbles back into the fourth turnbuckle. Takes the win there. Uh, we get Mean Gene with Kevin Sullivan. This is weird and cringy. One, because I don't think the promo turned out the way that they wanted it to. And two, we just know so much behind-the-scenes details of what was going on. Uh, basically, right. it's Gene saying he has videotape he wants to show Sullivan. And Sullivan says, I don't want to see any video of Chris Benoit and Nancy. And he's referring to her as Nancy 100%. And then Gene says, it's not them, it's someone else. And then Kevin Sullivan just walks off. And that's the last we hear about it. At least this week. Gene's like, I got the new Pam and Tommy, man. Do you want to watch this video? <laughs> I wonder if that's what it is. Wow. Uh, we come back from commercial. Me and Gene's on the- <laughs> or it could have been uh, the Tanya Harding one. You know, I think the Nancy Kerrigan thing was not too long before mm-hmm. this time. So there you go. Topical. Mean Topical. Gene was a major... He- Mean Gene was mean collector of uh, celebrity porn tapes. TMZ, man. I assume. I don't know. Mean TMZ. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so Gene's back on the ramp with the horseman. Uh, Flair's back in action. He's lost the sling. He's ready to go. Uh, there is no Benoit and no woman there. Uh, Deborah has a sash that says Queen of Beauty. Yeah. Deborah? It's that. Uh, what? Deborah. Deborah. Deborah, yes. Um, that's what we're going to call her from now on. That's what Deborah, you're going to call her. Because she bores the uh, shit out of me. Boo. There's six. Um, that was uh, <laughs> five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, Arn's kind of making comments about the fact that Benoit and Nancy aren't there. And Flair says, after being married to the devil for 10 years, woman deserves a night out on the town. So there was that. Uh, Deborah starts talking and the place just erupts with booze. At least that was enjoyable. Uh, Jeff Jarrett Ooh. comes out and asks uh, Flair if he wants a part-time horseman or a full-time one. And Arn says, you're not a horseman, Jeff. To which... Jeff turns to Arn Anderson and says, you've always played second fiddle to Oli, to Tully, and to Rick. I want to talk to the lead horse. It's kind of a hard uh, <laughs> hit. Like, I feel like a lot of those lines weren't hit until like the 2000s when people started hitting like real deep shit. But no, that, no he went there. <laughs> yeah, he went there. Uh, obviously, Arn did not appreciate that and started beating the shit out of uh, Jarrett. Uh, the the match tonight was supposed to be a rematch of Benoit versus Jarrett, but Benoit wasn't there, so they apparently had an impromptu match, and Jeff wins with a quick roll-up. And then all hell breaks loose. It's a shit show. Basically, what happens is Deborah and Mongo decide that Jeff is worthy and he's horseman material. Arn says no, and Flair can't make heads or tails of it. And basically, everybody just leaves and goes their own way. So they're definitely teasing the uh, the breakup of the horsemen here. It just was a shit yep. show. Uh, next, we're supposed to have Regal versus DDP for the TV title. Uh, but DDP music hits, and uh, he never comes out. Uh, so Jim Duggan ends up coming out. Uh, Bischoff, Nash, and Six are on commentary for this one. Bischoff's touting that DDP's with the NWO now. Uh, and he's also bragging about signing another wrestler to the NWO. Uh, Duggan is still using the tape. Some things haven't changed. Uh, and he does use it again here, but he's unable to get the pinfall before time limit expires. So Regal retains. At least something good came out of it. Uh, Hugh Morris versus Jim Powers. Hugh Morris has uh, new music, and the bass line sounds like the bass line from Seinfeld. It's really weird. Doesn't fit. <laughs> boom, bang, boom, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and Morris wins with a moonsault. Uh, we get hour two. They do a recap of the Horseman segment. Uh, this is my favorite uh, Heenan banter. Uh, Heenan says, when a woman's involved, you're going to have problems. You've had problems like that, haven't you, Shivani? And Shivani does his best to hold back his laughter. And he says, you know, I'm not going to have a warm meal now for the next couple of weeks because of it. And Heenan goes, you're not missing much. <laughs> I love Bobby Heenan so much. Uh, next, we get Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. Psych Psychosis almost murdered himself on a springboard move. Uh, he kind of mm -hmm. cl clipped the rope. Uh, that was pretty nasty. Uh, but Mysterio wins with a beautiful, it was a perfect, picture-perfect Rana pin. Uh, he does that springboard, lands on the shoulders, and does that backflip. Absolutely flawless. Looked fantastic. Uh, next we get Taskmaster versus Chavo Guerrero. 
uh, <clears throat> we get a recap of NWO jumping Eddie at Starcade. Um, even though they said we've got footage of Benoit versus Jeff Jarrett from Starcade, they show the footage of uh, Eddie. Uh, so they had to kind of cover up that one. But yeah, it was basically uh, they were talking about when Benoit had that chair cracked over his head. This was a squash. Taskmaster wins. Uh, Taskmaster crawling across the ring right into the camera calling out Benoit. All right, and then we get a recap of last week, which is what you had talked about, talking about the uh, the assault on Piper and on Giant afterwards. After that, we get Alex Wright versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, we get the uh, now we get the the recap again of Eddie getting jumped. <laughs> um, they talk about the ladder match that's coming up. Live, pal. Yeah, six comes back. Uh, six comes out with a ladder and the title. Just sits on top of the ladder. As soon as Eddie wins, he burns and goes after six, who impressively jumped down from the top of that wobbly ladder really quickly and powdered. So uh, they're yeah. setting that up. Uh, we got the uh, next. We got the amazing French Canadians with Colonel Parker, who has that really bad pencil mustache that he's drawing on his face um, versus Harlem Heat with Sister Sherry. They're still feuding, apparently. Okay. Um, Harlem Heat get the win. Uh, we get a sold-out promo. They've been talking about that mm-hmm. throughout the uh, throughout the night. Uh, we get a recap of Sting from Starcade. It's the NWO premiere live event. Yes, it is. Premiere <laughs> Good call. Good call. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's basically the recap of what we talked about earlier, where Sting leaves the bat in the middle of the ring. Uh, next, we get Lex Luger versus Mang. Um, this was just weird. Uh, the the ending was convoluted. I didn't see the point of it. Uh, he gets Mang in the rack, uh, but Mang's boot clips the ref, who goes down. Barbarian comes out. Then he gets Barbarian in the rack. The ref gets up and calls the the tap out. I, I, I okay fine. I think it was the it was the whole point of that the ref didn't know because they yeah I get it it just didn't alike. fit it was pointless it didn't further any story all tag team partners like, look alike. It's isn't that like tag racism. I was just thinking more that you know they're both Samoan so he. <laughs> but okay. Um, I don't know if you want to call this a main event, but the way we close the show is NWO coming to the ring, and I hope I got all the names down. Uh, feel free to count along. You ready? We've got DiBiase. We've got Bagwell. We've got Six. We've got Scott Norton. you got Wall Street. you still got Fake Sting. you got Big Bubba, Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff, Liz, Nick Patrick, Vincent, and Hogan. Hall wasn't there. So that's the NWO right now. It's gotten a little bigger 14. since 14. <laughs> and next week they add John, Paul, George, Ringo, Michael, Jermaine, Tito. I do. They have way too many people in all in this group already. Yeah. Well, like, it, it, I thought the ring was going to collapse. It makes sense when you think about their whole thing was, hey, your WCW contract is expired. You can come sign with NWO. It, it, it makes sense from that perspective, but it did get out of control really quick. Um, Nash is dressed in his best thug life apparel. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bischoff saying Hogan put down Piper twice, basically doing the heel thing of, oh, yeah, he lost, but he still beat his ass. Um Giant ends up coming down to the ring, and <laughs> he he basically uh, gets rid of everybody, and now it's down to 
Hogan and Bischoff with the giant. Heenan says, what are you going to do now, Thunder Lips? <laughs> Excellent reference, Excellent Bobby reference. Heenan, man, Bobby. going to Rocky Three. Absolutely. I thought that was great. Uh, Bischoff is hilarious. He tries to take down the giant. Uh, it just gives Hogan the chance to, to get the advantage. The beatdown ensues. Hogan says, hey, Bischoff, you get a piece of this loser. So they hold up the giant. He does like his best karate kick. Um, so they all head to the commentary desk, and Heenan crawls over the desk to get away. <laughs> I can't say it enough. I love him. National Treasures, Bobby Heenan. He's, a, he's gold every week. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Sting comes to the ring. Giant's still down. And same thing as at Starcade. He grabs him by the hair, lifts his head up, whispers into his ear, drops his head, leaves the bat, bounces. Actually, before he leaves, you know, of course, everybody's saying, NWL, that's our guy, that's our guy. And Sting just points the bat at him, and then they all kind of shut up for a second. So Hogan's saying, Vincent, Vincent, go get that bat, finish him off. So naturally he goes, and he's poking him, he's prodding him, Giant's not moving, and then all of a sudden Giant just comes to choke slams Vincent. Everybody from the NWO goes running down to the ring. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Giant just holds him off with the bat. That could have turned out really bad because he was swinging that bat, hitting the ropes. It was a good visual, but, man, if that thing slipped out of his hand, somebody was dying. <laughs> it would have been like if a uh, tire fell off of a car at a NASCAR event and killed a fan. Like, that's what it would have felt like if he let go of that bat at yeah. any part of the arena. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so uh, it dissolves into a picture of Sting watching from the back. Uh, and uh, we're left with the crowd chanting, we want Sting. So they're definitely doing a good job mm-hmm. selling it and the, and the mysterious uh, nature of the whole thing. Yeah. The thing called Sting. The thing called Sting or Stang. Oh, Stang. Sting or Stang. Well, episode one's in the books, baby. It's over. Hey, thanks so much for listening to us. And, you know, I haven't even mentioned today, which is, wow, this is horrible. I can't believe I, this is how I'm starting off uh, – beginning of the season but hey if you guys remember if you like uh, subscribe and share you already know that we are doing a 100th episode giveaway and that's very soon to come it'll be our 14th episode of this season so 13 weeks away from now we are going to be doing a huge giveaway all you have to do is share any one of the top of wrestling posts any one of them as a matter of fact just shared one for the uh, Wrestle Kingdom that's going on right now. So feel free to share that one. Share anything. Share. You could even share ODM's big win of Kelly Kapowski. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling podcast. I am the professor, Mark Fantasia. I bid you a farewell. And as always, with it being season four, ODM has got just four words for you. Fuck off, Swole Jr. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia 
and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopwrestling at gmail.com. His name is what, what, like hotter than hell or heller than hot or yeah, I'm going to heal your hot or something. Hurt them, heal them. <laughs> oh, okay. Hurt them, heal them. Okay. Then I, we should have been, uh, hurt me, hurt me, heal them, heal them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like it. <laughs>